Welsh are top of the English Championship League. A fox proves to be bad luck for Stoke. And Bolton fans remind us how good bad times can be. This is Archie Bargie! Hello, Archie. Hello, Bargie. How you doing tonight? A little sneezy, but okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. How are you? I'm doing great. Match day six was amazing. It's the best match day so far. They just keep getting better and better. Let's review really quick what happened last week. So we started off on Friday, Cardiff versus Fulham. If I recall correctly, we both went 1-2 with Fulham winning, right? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw, and that was a classic Warnock match. He just had his players defend, 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 and wait for the mistake. And the mistake came, and I'm sorry to say this, but the start of that mistake was Tim Ream. Plus, it didn't help that... Fulham had a player red-carded in the 68th minute. He killed it in two minutes. Arga got two yellows to be sent off. That's the way to kill it. He's the brother-in-law of manager Scott Parker. Yep. So there was a lot of yeah talk about whether there'd be some... Argy bargy later at night. Saturday saw Bristol City taking on Middlesbrough. I predicted a 2 nil to Bristol. I predicted a 1-1 draw. Final score? 2-2 draw. I was close. Tommy Rowe scored a late equalizer as Bristol denied Middlesbrough a first away win under their manager. It was an exciting match. Followed up by Brentford versus Darby. I went 2-2 draw. You went... A uh, 1-0 win by Darby. but Final in- score? Instead, it was a 3-0 thrashing by the Bees in Brentford. The Bees looked excellent in the first half. And I just want to say, Darby has not won since the first day of the season. Darby has now fallen to 19th place. They also lost in 3-0 in the Carabao Cup midweek to Nottingham Forest. Derby manager said some of our players have to realize it's not only about having the ball in some touches. In this league, you have to step up every game and show the best attitude and character on the pitch. That's manager talk for you messed up up. Derby manager Philip Koku also didn't hold back in saying, I'm disappointed with the attitude we had in the first half. It's like arrogance based on nothing. There you go. Talk about arrogance. Millwall played Hall. Millwall coming off of some gusto. I predicted a 3-1 for Millwall. You went... 2-0 Millwall. And it ended up... 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. But it that score by Hall was just an amazing free kick by, I believe it's Kamal Grasiki is the name. I think it was a bad free kick. Yeah, it probably was. I, if you see it, it's, a 40, it's about 40 yards out. It's obvious he was actually just trying to put it into the box, but a little bit too far. Fun fact, Hall ended up with just nine players. And on a completely unrelated to the game, but important to point out, Hull City announced after the game that defender Angus McDonald has been diagnosed with early stages of bowel cancer. He's only 26 years old. Leeds versus Swansea also played. It was the battle at the top. These were one and two. They were tied. Four games. Victory each hadn't lost. I predicted that Leeds was going to win 2-1. I went 3-2 Leeds. Swansea won 1-0. 1-0. 
And I have to say, Swansea looked the better side. They took the top spot with the Rutledge goal. Really? You think Swansea was the better side? I think they looked like they were dominating the game. Really? Yeah. Leeds had 62% of the possession, but you think Swansea was dominating that game. I think Swansea did a good job of frustrating because Leeds, it was a lot of side to side, not so much down the pitch. I thought Leeds looked the better team. They just could, I believe they hit the crossbar a number of times. They just could not get that goal. True. I just thought that Swansea looked like they were mixing it up and not kind of staying the same course. Swans with this win are now two points clear of top of the table, while Leeds have dropped to third because Charlton, with their win this weekend, have gone above Leeds into the second place. And this is Swansea's first victory at Leeds since 1949. 70 years. Congratulations to Swansea. Birmingham Stoke. I thought it'd be a one-all draw. I thought it was a 1-0 victory for Birmingham. You were very close. 2-1 Birmingham. And this one, oh, poor Stoke. They should have known their day was done when a fox ran onto the pitch. Fox in the box! They also, uh, Birmingham saw the premiere of Jude Bellingham, who's only 16 years old. And boy, did that little 16-year-old look impressive. Youngest scorer ever for Birmingham, 16 years, 38 days. Looked very good on the ball, only came in due to an injury. He scored the winning goal, however, in the 76th minute. My guess is he's going to be on a bit more. These coming up matches. Stoke was actually up 1-0. When that first goal went in, you just saw him collapse, and then it was all downhill from there. Stoke manager Nathan Jones after the game said, It hurts me deeply, regardless of pressure from anywhere else. I know I'm not doing okay, and the team's not doing okay. We need to do better. And I just think that's the death knell for Nathan Jones. Buddy, your time as manager is ending soon. Sorry to say, I must agree. Something else I gotta mention, QPR. QPR, for the first time since November, they have back-to-back victories in the league. They've also managed to win seven points from losing positions this season. This could be a different R's squad than I saw coming at the start of this season. Come on, yars. Come on, you R's. So that was the week that was. Let's talk a little bit about American players. Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream both played the full 90, although we commented a bit on Tim Ream's performance earlier. I think other than the mistake on the goal, Tim did look pretty good in the match. That was a pretty glaring error in the match. Cardiff was just waiting for a mistake, and Timmy gave it to him. Matt Miazga, Eric Lehog, Jeff Cameron, all were out this weekend due to various injuries. Cameron Carter-Vickers didn't even dress for Stoke. And with the way Stoke's been playing, maybe that's a good thing. One other bit of American player news. Not really that they played, but Andreja Novakovic, who had been with Reading since 2015, left of the last possible day in the transfer window. He's now going to Serie B in Italy where uh, he'll hopefully get more than the three appearances he had with Reading in the four years he was on their books. Coming up, we have an international break, Bargie. Yes, it means we're going to take a week off and just enjoy not. Enjoy not. 
I'd say it's more like everybody gets a good respite from play, except for those who play internationally for their teams. Darby, Sheffield Wednesday, and Reading had a bit of interesting news about them this week when concerns about the way that they're handling their stadium were raised in relation to the fair play rules. Now, the fair play rules are what are in place in order to make sure financial irregularities do not happen in clubs. You might remember, Birmingham City suffered last season and were docked nine points for breaching these rules. Under EFL's profitability and sustainability rules, championship clubs are only allowed to lose 39 million pounds over three years, with points deducted on a sliding scale from three to 12 depending on the extent of their breach. And Birmingham City lost 37.5 million in the 12 months leading up to the end of June 2018, which was more than double their previous year deficit. So they were docked nine points. Why this matters? Because Darby, Sheffield Wednesday, and Reading used a loophole where they sold their stadiums to basically themselves and then leased them back to the stadium. But because the sale happened, it was shown as income and then they got a very favorable lease. So it was a way for them to kind of sidestep. It's a, it's a very beautiful financial trick. I mean, so many accountants would love it. But is this the spirit of the rule? No. But is it the letter of the rule? Possibly. What, the, what their competitors in the championship are saying is that this is unfair and that they should be docked. And if teams like Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, and Reading are docked, that could have really significant impact this season. We've already talked earlier in the pod about Derby and how they started off strong, but now they're in 19th. Um, what it could do for a team like Reading or Sheffield, who have looked okay. I mean, these could have really a significant impact if they were to lose nine points, for example, like Birmingham City did. It could basically wipe them out of any promotion hopes or force them into relegation zone. And it also speaks to the same thing that we were talking about last week, where the financial pressure that are on clubs, you need to spend to get the good players in order to get promoted but you are limited by these financial rules. So how do you make this work? How do you square that circle? It's a very difficult situation, but it's gonna be interesting to watch this play out. On the complete different side of that, I wanna talk for a moment about a team that's not in the championship, Bolton. It's not often that a third consecutive 5-0 loss would be talked about as a great thing. But it happened. It happened. <laughs> Bolton fans traveled to Kent where they got to watch their team lose 5-0 in an embarrassing way. The team has conceded 17 goals this season, has yet to score one. But every single one of those fans was excited. And why was that, RG? Because they were saved from potential oblivion. They have a club. They have hope. It's highly unlikely at this rate that they'll stay up this season. They may get relegated, but still it's a celebration and a huge relief after what we talked about on the pod last week and what happened to Bury. Congratulations to Bolton and watching those fans be so excited to watch their club just be horrible was beautiful. Talking about continuing on, not this weekend, 
But the following weekend, starting on Friday the 13th, the Championship League is back. Match day seven! And we on the plus. On the plus. Who we got? Darby versus Cardiff. Cardiff, Darby. At Darby, right? At Darby, I am going to go with Cardiff winning 2-0. I'm sorry, but Darby, you've kind of dropped a little bit. Maybe the break would be good for them, but I'm going with the Welsh side, 2-0. If you're smart, you go with Cardiff. If you're me, you go with Darby. I'm going 2-1 Darby. Come on, Darby. Then on Saturday, the 14th, we have Fulham versus West Bromwich Albion. I went with Fulham 2-0. I also went Fulham 2-0. This is going to be epic. I'm telling you. Fulham is going to come out and they are just, they're going to get those two goals in the first 20 minutes. The final 50 minutes of that match is going to be a sleeper. Won't matter. Fulham, 2-0. Also on Saturday, on the plus, Hull versus Wigan. Yes. I see it going 1-0 Hull. I also said 1-0 Hull. Well, here we go. Let's see if we can keep this going on Sunday. We have Huddersfield versus Sheffield Wednesday. Why would we be excited to see two of the worst teams in the league playing? It's because Sheffield Wednesday are in talks with Lincoln manager Danny Cowley about their vacant managerial position at Sheffield. And what puts an added twist on this is apparently Huddersfield, if you remember, they are also without a manager also have been in contact with Danny and his brother, Nicky. And the exciting thing about them is they've been with Lincoln since the summer of 2016. And the those two have taken Lincoln from the National League to League One. They're currently sitting in second position in that league. So they are considered two very good options for any team in the championship. Could this game decide where Danny goes? Quite possibly. The Owls have been looking for a new manager since Steve Bruce quit to take Newcastle in the EPL. So this could be a big thing. How do you think the match ends? I said that Huddersfield will lose and Sheffield Wednesday will win 1-0. I predicted the exact same score. Man, we're like totally connected. Prove me wrong, Huddersfield. Prove me wrong. I don't think you will. Other games of interest not on the ESPN+. Plus. Stoke. Take on Bristol on Saturday. Stoke, wow, what's happened to Stoke? They and Huddersfield, only two teams without a win this season. Bristol also kind of down in the, the lower end of the table. Why are we focusing on this? Because a moment ago we talked about the possible demise of a certain coach from a certain Stoke team. <laughs> a certain coach from Stoke. Could it be that this is the game that finally does Nathan Jones in? I said yes, and I said that I thought Stoke was going to lose despite being home team. Bristol's going to win 1-0. I'm going Stoke 1, Bristol 3. It's going to be a washout. Good night, Mr. Jones. Yeah. Final game that I find of interest is one that I don't think many people will pay attention to. Middlesbrough versus Reading. Two teams currently in the lower third of the league. Why do I find it of interest? Because I think this is the kind of game that could decide if these teams are going to be fighting for a possible promotion playoff spot or fighting off relegation. 
How do you think this team's, how do you think this game's going to go? I went 1-0 win by Reading. I'm going an unfortunate 1-1 draw. Both teams are going to walk out disappointed. I think Reading will have the better of the play. Middlesbrough will get a late goal, and both teams will feel that it was points lost. So that's the way that I see match day seven playing. What are you most excited about over the next week and a half without championship games? I really hope that teams get a break and get to reset. I know that international play is always tricky and we have some players who are injured, especially American players. I know a lot of other players are coming off some minor injuries, but it's always great to see uh, teams get some good rest and relaxation and come back reinvigorated. I think there have been some teams that have looked really like they found a, I don't know if you can call it a second wind because we're, we're only into match day seven. So if it's second wind, they're going to have, you know, four, fifth and sixth wind of this whole season. But teams like Swansea, who've come out stronger as it's gone on. So I'm just interested to see how people come back after a slight respite. What are you interested in? I'm very happy to see Neil Warnock finally get an opportunity to continue his acting skills in Dark Crystal. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. RGBargypod at gmail.com if you want to email us. We're also on Facebook. Facebook. Please like us on iTunes or Stitcher or Switcher or whatever you get your podcast from. Thank you very much. Good night, RG. Good night, Bargy. Good night, Bargy.